0: And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, Dear Bonnie, I'm so glad you said yes when I asked if you would help preach a sermon with me. After Pastor Sarah being on parental leave for 12 months, I mean 12 weeks, (laughs) the truth is I'm out of ideas. I just don't have anything else to say. Can you imagine me with nothing to say? I mean, the first time I told my family I was going to be a pastor, my uncle said, "Well, that makes sense. You never shut up." <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Our theme for kickoff Sunday is Better Together. So since I'm out of things to say, I thought maybe you could help us find some words that this sermon might be get better if we worked together. So what do you think? Is life better together? I'm hoping you have something to say. Please, please rescue this perplexed pastor who is normally vivaciously verbose, but currently feels woefully wordless.
1: Oh, alliteration. Dear Pastor Josh, no pressure, huh? Hmm. Well, I believe that God created us to be social beings. In Genesis 2.18, God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helpmate for him, a partner. Turns out they were partners in crime, but hey, at least they were together. (laughs) We know that babies who do not experience love and physical touch don't thrive. Even those of us who are introverts like me- Wait,
0: you're an introvert? And you said yes to doing this?
1: Yeah, remember, no pressure. (laughs) Well, introverts like me crave human interaction if we've been deprived of it for a while. We've all seen the effects of the isolation that's taken place during COVID and the way it takes both a physical and emotional toll on individuals. Rates of anxiety, depression, and suicide ideation have all increased during the pandemic. And we know what it's like not to be able to share events with others in person. Many of us spend holidays and celebrations alone or without family members and friends. We couldn't be with and comfort loved ones who were sick or dying. We miss birthdays, proms, graduations, weddings, anniversaries, funerals. Celebrating together always increases our joy, and mourning together always lessens our pain and sorrow. And when we're apart and can't do those things together, it hurts us.
0: You know, when you talk about humans being created, it reminds me of the fact that God's a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So at the very core of who God is, there's community and togetherness and relationship. We're made in God's image. So we were made the same way. We need relationships and community. That's how God made us. God made us to be better together.
1: Yeah, and I think we all feel it. This summer, I was at coffee hour with some people from our church, One person was talking about how she had connected with a family member who was going to have the same major surgery that she was. Hmm. Even though they were in different states and in different hospitals, the understanding and support they gave one another eased their anxiety, helped them through the procedure, and assisted their recovery. In my own life, I have learned the power of support groups. When my husband Scott died, my daughters participated in a bereavement group for children who had lost a parent, and I was in a support group for young widows. The impact that support had on my life led me to get a master's degree in counseling, become a school counselor, and provide grief and loss groups for students who had lost a parent or loved one. Sometimes these groups were the only place a young person could talk freely about their loved one, And I definitely have also benefited from a caregiver support group I joined after my husband, Bob, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's.
0: I think a lot of us have stories like that. Times when we were able to get through something because we weren't alone, right? Times when we got through it because we were together. But what do you think being together really means? I ask because we've done... A lot of stuff online, a a lot of stuff (laughs) online these past few years. For a while, I think I lived on Zoom. And even now, right now, there's a camera and here are microphones. And every word we're saying is being live streamed for anyone to listen to, anywhere, anytime. Which is not at all creepy. (laughs) I feel really thankful that we're reaching more people as a church. Especially people who are homebound or can't drive, or who work on Sunday mornings. But I also worry that something's being lost, that when we choose to only be part of church online, that we're missing out on something, that community and relationships and being together really is best experienced in person.
1: Well, there was a time in my life for about 15 years when I didn't attend church. Yeah, when I felt like that lost sheep. I was struggling with my faith and with finding a church where I felt welcomed and accepted. I was also like that sheep in that I wanted to hide my fear and shame at not actively participating in worship and church activities. Then Bob and I moved to Holden and decided to join Emmanuel. It seemed like a church where I would feel at home. And that feeling only grew stronger when we met with you, Pastor Josh, and we met Bill and Mary Jane Rescue, who became our new member sponsors, and we were so warmly greeted by congregation members after our first visit to worship. Claire even invited Bob and me to join the choir in spite of his challenges with dementia. I felt like I had returned home, and God had led us back to his flock. Then COVID hit and we couldn't be in the sanctuary. I was so grateful that we were able to worship through online services. And now, even after we've returned to in-person services, I have to admit there are times I've enjoyed worship while sitting on my couch with my coffee mug in hand.
0: Sounds nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's wonderful to attend online worship when I can't be in the sanctuary because I'm sick or away on a Sunday. But after so many years of not being in church, I'll always prefer being in the sanctuary. Some older people, like me, remember Paul Stuckey's wedding song based on Matthew 18, 20. For those of you, Paul Stuckey is part of Peter, Paul, and Mary, if you don't know. It was sung at many of my friends' weddings back in the 70s. The lyrics that have always stuck with me are, For wherever two or more of you are gathered in his name, there is love. There is love. When we're together in the sanctuary, we see God's love reflected in the faces of others around us. And we better experience God's presence. God's love for us feels magnified and expanded by our love for one another. Our individual faith feels stronger and better when we're together. We form a spiritual connection and provide spiritual care to one another by singing hymns together, taking communion together, and praying together. And even when I have questions about and struggle with my faith, I know that I am not alone in that struggle, and I won't be judged.
0: Who are Peter, Paul, and Mary? Oh,
1: young people. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Just kidding. You said our individual faith feels stronger and better when we're together. I like that. Someone once told me Christianity is a team sport, and now we know what team we're on, right? Not the Eagles. Not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. The sheep. Team sheep. That's the image Jesus uses to describe us in Luke. We're a flock of sheep. Creatures who are made to be together, who are better together. Sure, when you and Bob came, you were glad to be here, but I remember we were excited too, weren't we? About your presence, your gifts, your passion, excited that you wanted to be a part of our community. It felt so good to see our flock grow. In fact, it made our whole flock better, stronger.
1: Well, now I love walking into church and seeing the familiar faces of people I know and love. But your words in this reading make me wonder, who do I believe really belongs in our church? Hmm. The easy answer is anybody and everybody. God loves everybody, right? So everybody belongs. But would people who visit our church who don't look like us or think like us feel like this is a place they belong? Hmm. And the even harder question is, do we really want them to belong? And probably the hardest question is, what are we doing to reach out to others and help them to belong?
0: Those are hard questions. Yeah. It sounds like what you're saying is that our flock is not complete.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And that's exactly the way us sheep are supposed to think. Whenever more sheep join us, the whole flock is stronger, better off, more complete because of it. One theologian wrote, we cannot see a community as whole until all are included and none are lost. When we say we're better together, we're also saying that there's always room for more in God's flock. This is a flock where all are welcome, where there's always space for someone else. And our flock has a mission and a purpose. In our reading from 1 Corinthians, Paul says that the church is like the body of Jesus in the world. We're part of this body and flock for a reason, and we're meant to contribute with our gifts and skills and talents, to add to the, to the mission of proclaiming and, and sharing the love of Jesus. And that, that is something we do better together. Every person in our flock brings gifts and skills, even Bob, And talents with them, which makes us better able to fulfill our mission and purpose. Especially Bob. And every person who joins the flock makes us better able to share the love of Jesus.
1: You know, it reminds me of when I first started teaching graduate courses in counseling. I thought I was bringing my experience, my perspective, and my knowledge to classes to teach my students everything they needed to know about school counseling But boy was I naive. Mm -hmm. Our students came from very diverse backgrounds, very different from mine. I quickly found that they were teaching me much more than I was teaching them. Their life experiences and perspectives added richness and depth to our class discussions. The skills and resources they shared were invaluable. And most importantly, learning from one another helped each of us, including me, to develop a greater understanding of and empathy toward those who are different from us.
0: Well, I think that's what it means to truly include people, to see the gifts they have to offer, the ways they can add to the whole, the things they have to teach us. We see them as co-equal partners, and that's our challenge as a church, to make space for everyone to fully use their gifts, to invite them in, recognizing that every person makes our flock a little more complete
1: that we are better together. Yeah,
0: that God is always drawing more people in. And the good news is that in God's church, there's always room for more. There's space for all people to use their gifts, all people to be known, and all people to be loved. Jesus came to earth as a a shepherd seeking out sheep. He died and rose again because he knew our lives are better together with God. And he created the church to be a community where we experience and share the truth that we are better together. Our little flock at Emanuel just isn't complete yet. And so, we should live that way. In fact, Hey, Pastor
1: Josh. Yeah. I think you found some words after all. <laughs> Maybe more than a few. In fact, I kind of get where your uncle was coming from.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for helping us to find these words, Bonnie. I'm really glad that you're part of God's flock here at Emanuel. Me
1: too. And I'm excited to see how we can grow. Life, faith, church, it's all better together.
0: Yes, it is. Amen.
1: Amen.